Do you want to talk about books? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to A Well-Read Life. This is a place to share stories about good books and the reading life. I'm your host, Beth Jamison. Join me as I meander through my reading journey and discover the books that make up a well-read life. Well, I'm back with the last installment of the Reading Like Kathleen Kelly series. Today, I'm talking about Boy by Roald Dahl. Now, in the movie You've Got Mail, you will remember Boy from the story time scene in the movie. It's when Tom Hanks takes his aunt and his half-brother to story time. They're out having a day together, and they've just been to the fair. Now, it took some time before I discovered what the book was that Meg Ryan was reading, and it really piqued my interest from the first time I watched the movie. It just is such a captivating scene, if you remember, when she's reading that section of the book. She does such a good job, and it pulls you in, and you're as entranced as the children listening. But I couldn't figure out what book she was reading, and it used to be a little bit of a game between my mom, my sister, and I to see if we could discover what the book was. And it took a little while, which is, (laughs) you may have watched the movie and discovered it right away, but it took us just a little bit of time. And if you look over during that scene, I believe it's to our left. I could be completely wrong. There's a little sign next to Meg Ryan, and it tells what the book is that she's reading. And it was, of course, Boy by Roald Dahl. She is reading from the chapter called The Great Mouse Plot, which I will talk about more in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about my reading the book for the first time. I first read the book in my early 20s when I was fresh back from an extended trip abroad, studying at a place called the Brie Fellowships. I was on a serious reading binge at the time. I had been so refreshed and encouraged by my time at La Brie, where literature played such an important role in my studies there. It might have been around that time that my mom and I were very diligent about finding out what the book was that Meg Ryan was reading. And we may have had to do some pausing to discover it. Once I found out what the book was and I got a copy, I read it and immediately fell in love with the book. And I've read it a few times since. And each time I've just loved it. And I've just come off a fresh reading of it and love it just as much as the first time. This is one of my personal favorite books of all and my favorite Roald Dahl book. I also love The Witches, which I'll mention in just a little bit, and Danny the Champion of the World. And a confession for all Roald Dahl fans, I'm very sorry, but I have never read Matilda or seen the movie, although it is on my list. But I know it is a favorite of many friends, and I apologize for not reading it sooner. Boy is a memoir of Roald Dahl's childhood and teen years. And as he explains in the book, they are small recollections that he remembers throughout the early years of his life. He is careful to distinguish that this is not an autobiography. He says this in the introduction, and he says of the stories he shares, some are funny, some are painful, some are unpleasant. I suppose that is why I remembered them so vividly. All are true. And this is a great summary of the stories 
in the book. There are some hilarious stories. There are some sad stories, some painful stories, as he says, but it is such a good book and it is well worth reading. Boy covers his childhood in Wales, his summers visiting relatives in Norway as a child, and his years in English prep schools. Now, just as a fun fact I discovered from my copy of Boy, there is actually a Roald Dahl museum that you can visit in England. So you can go to roaldahl.com, I believe, and look on their for the museum. I will include a link in the show notes. But if I ever make it over to England again, which I'm hoping at some point, I would love to make that one of my trips. Now he begins his book with a little bit of history of his mother and his father, who were both Norwegian. When his father was a child, he was in an accident. He fell off of the roof of his home and he broke his arm. Well, a very harrowing visit by the doctor follows, which would, in today's society, this doctor would be sued for malpractice because the man was drunk. And by accident, his father had to end up having his left arm amputated, which is a bit shocking when you read the story. But don't let that deter you. It shows the grit of his father that although this happened to him as a child, which is very traumatic, he was able to overcome any obstacles and become a very successful businessman later on in life. And from all accounts, it seems from the brief memories that Roald Dahl shares of his father, a very happy man. He had some tragedy in life, definitely. But it sounds as though he was happy and he had a very happy first and second marriage. As a young man, his father left Norway and he eventually settled in Wales and he had been in France before that, where he met his first wife, and he became a very successful and wealthy businessman. After his first wife died, he was left a widower with two young children. And this is where Roald Dahl's mother comes into the book. It was on a trip back to Norway that his father met his mother and within a week proposed to her. And it sounds as though they had a very happy marriage. They had uh, three or four children, I believe, together. I believe it's I believe it's four together. And there's this wonderful part where he talks about his father's theory of beauty. It involved whenever Roald Dahl's mother was pregnant, he would take her on long walks to look at beauty because his theory was that her observation of beauty and her taking it in would give the child in her womb an appreciation for beauty from the time they were born. So it's just read about it. It's it's very uh, it's a very sweet and endearing passage in the book. His father was also very keen for his children to go to English schools. He believed they were the best schools in the world and he wanted his children to have that type of education. It was very very important to him and it will play a huge role in Roald Dahl's life and big influence on his stories. Tragically, after his seven-year-old daughter died from an appendicitis attack, he became so grieved that he contracted pneumonia and died shortly after that. He lost the will to live, essentially. This was his favorite child. He loved her very dearly, and he was so broken by her death. He was 57 years old, and he left Roald Dahl's mother with five children to raise, and she was seven months pregnant at the time. But she carried on. She raised both sets of children 
from all accounts, she seemed to be a very loving mother and a very determined and very strong woman. His business partner, it sounds as though he helped take care of the family and they seemed happy in spite of this tragedy. Roald Dahl and his mother had a very close relationship, and that's one of the sweet moments in the book, is the relationship that he has with his mom and his admiration for her, his love for her, her care for him. It's very, very endearing. Once he went away to school, because he did go to the English school, his mother was determined to send him to these English prep schools that his father wanted him to go to, he would write his mom every week, sometimes more, when he was away from home until she died. And this is a really important part of his life because not only does it foster their relationship, but his mother kept all of his letters, 600 letters. And he discovered this after her death and he was gifted these letters. She had kept them all in the original envelopes and they were all secured together. And a few years ago, these letters were published. I think it's called Love from Boy. I have not read them. I had a copy from the library shortly after it came out, but I had to return it before I got a chance to read it. And someone else was requesting it, so I could not recheck it. So that's on my list to read. But what a gift to be able to have all of those letters that he wrote to his mom and those helped with the forming of this book as well. Now, I've given you a little bit of a backstory of Roald Dahl's childhood and a little summary of what the book is about. But I want to talk a little bit more about what I love so much about this book and the heart of the book. So over the last few days, as I am trying to compose my notes to talk on the podcast, I've just been ruminating, why Why did I love this book so much? What is it that captured me with the story so much? Because some of the physical abuse that happens is just, it's a little bit much to take. But that, this sounds terrible, but that was not... That did not deter me because I was so fascinated by the rest of his story. And so I've just been mulling, as I said, mulling this over. And I think I finally know why I love it so much. It's because to read this book, especially if you are a fan of Roald Dahl's writing, is to capture an insight into the origins of some of his most famous stories. And of course, also from the lore of You've Got Mail, it's in the movie during the story time scene. So of course, if the character of Kathleen Kelly approves of this book, it must be wonderful. But I believe that's why I love this book so much. It's because of that insight. I love the history of a book, how authors come up with their story ideas, how a book is formed. If you've listened to any of my author interviews, I, I'm always asking, so what was the process of the writing of the book like? That is something that just is so interesting to me and intrigues me so much. So I think that this really scratches that itch for me, is that I'm able to have this door opened to some of his most well-loved stories where the genesis of those stories come from. So some of those ways that we see this are from his summers in Norway and the idyllic time he spent there, the characters of his relatives, the delicious meals, especially an ice cream dish called Kroken. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, which made my mouth water as I read it. And I found a recipe online, which I will share in the show notes, and I'm planning to make that very soon. 
And the time in Norway, I can't help but think, inspired some of the background of the witches, which the grandmother is, I believe, Norwegian. And when you read that book, which has been years and years for me, you get this very fairy tale feeling. And he has time in Norway with his grandmother. And I just think that that had to have come from his childhood. And it's so fun to find these little bits in his life story. Also, if you read a Roald Dahl story, you know that there is a mixture of tragedy and humor, which you will see throughout this book. But it always mixes a little bit of the fantastical along with the tragedy and the humorous, which makes it so much more palatable for young children. But his life was tinged with tragedy, and you can see that little bit of a darker edge to his stories where it came from. He also has some very cruel adults in his life, along with some very loving adults like his family, his mother. Um, there were a lot of the headmasters and headmistresses from his years at school who still did corporal punishment, and they seemed to delight in caning children when they were punished. So it's hard to read. You can see where that, that cruelty of some of the bad characters in his stories come from. And the adults that are horrible in schools and in the his characters' lives. Now, he, he does not belabor this, but he does expose some of that abuse of the time. And he speaks out against it, how children should not be treated in that way. So it's good that he is using his voice to speak up against that. But as I said, that's where a little bit of you get that also get that darkness and that cruelty of some adults. But you also get a lot of humor in there as well. He is such a funny and witty writer. And maybe the most fun of all, and his most famous story, the inspiration of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, is revealed from his time at school when the Cadbury Company would send a box of chocolates to the boys in the school from his house, a sample of 12 chocolate bars for them to taste test. And they were 11 new invention chocolate bars and one control bar. And the boys had to taste test them and write very thoughtful reviews of them. And I don't know, that just sounded ideal to me to be gifted a whole box of chocolate bars as a child in this English school. And for the Cadbury company to know their audience, number one, and take it very seriously what these children thought. I just relished reading it. It was just great fun. And that was so delightful to see where the idea for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came from. Now, some of my personal favorite stories in the book, besides the summers in Norway, which just when I read that, oh, they just sounded so ideal that I wanted to experience them myself. Maybe one day, of course, you know, from my love of Kristen Lovren's daughter, I have a new appreciation for Norway and a new desire to visit it, which I forgot when I read this for the first time. I also wanted to visit it. But some of my favorite moments besides that and the chocolate taste testing are the harrowing story of his family's first car ride after they get an automobile. It is an insane story and it seems very ordinary and very calm until the end of this, this story where the car crashes by his oldest half-sister and miraculously no one is hurt except for Roald Dahl. Pooh! This is going to be a little gruesome. I'm very sorry. His nose was almost severed from his face. His sister, who did not know how to drive, 
had to figure out how to put this car in reverse. This is early automobiles, and she had no idea what she was doing. She had to figure out how to drive in reverse, which she had never done, and get her brother to the doctor so the doctor could save his nose. (laughs) And it is a crazy story, and you just don't think of this happening. But all is well at the end, I will say, for those who are feeling squeamish since I shared this story. I am also very squeamish, but for some reason, it's just... To, to think of this happening. I was just bowled over by it. My other favorite part, of course, is the great mouse plot, which is just so quintessentially all things Roald Dahl children's stories. This story feels like an invention from one of his books. And to think of these boys playing this horrible prank on this terrible woman, it is hilarious, but Also, it just gave me chills and all sorts of the jitters, but it is humorous and it is slightly dark and it is so, as I said, quintessentially Roald Dahl. And I hear my little girl up, so I'm going to have to start wrapping up. This book, as I've said, is very dear to my heart. Some of it is for the time that I first read it and that special time in my life, but also that peak that it offers into how a writer's life can shape and form the stories they write. It is at times a sad little book, but there is a great deal of humor and heart in it as well. He is a phenomenal writer. He is so witty. He is able to speak to a child without talking down to them, respecting them, as you know, is so important to me in a good children's book. And also, it can be enjoyed by adults just as much as children. As I said, I have read this book only in my adult life and have loved it. Don't let the threat of sadness and suffering put you off from this treasure of a book. It would especially be a good book as a read aloud for boys. And I would also highly recommend his book, The Witches After Reading Boy. It's a good slightly creepy but not too creepy book to read during the month of October. And just a disclaimer, even if you don't relish the idea of witches in children's books, this book is well worth reading. There is a very clear demarcation between good and evil in the witches, and evil is never glorified. If you do, however, have very sensitive children, which I was as a child, and witches especially, I could not handle. Skip this book until they're older. I can't do witches, but I love this book. And I will probably be reading it in the very near future. I'm about to go on a trip, so it might be one of the books that I take with me. There is also a sequel of sorts to Boy Called Flying Solo, which I own but have not read. And it's about Roald Dahl's years working for the Shell Oil Company and his war years as an RAF pilot. I haven't read it, as I said, but my mom has, and she adores it. This is one of her favorite books. I know it was a book that she read. I think as soon as she finished reading it, she read it again. She enjoyed it so much. So it's also on my list of books to read, and I will get to it shortly. Well, that's all for this week. I am sorry for any background noise. My family is up and I hear them moving around. So I will have to go, but I will be back in two weeks with an interview with my friend Olga Pishnayak lawrence and her wonderful book. If you'd like to connect during the meantime, you can find me on Instagram at wellreadbeth. I also have a Facebook group called A Well-Read Life. 
discussion group, but I'm rarely on that. I'm rarely on Instagram. I'm really trying to get my website up. I'm so sorry for the delay. But if you send me a message on Instagram, I will get back to you as soon as I can. If you've enjoyed today's episode and the podcast in general, would you consider leaving a rating or review? It's a small way that you can share the podcast with others. Well, my little girl is now here and she is requesting that she can watch a little bit of Bluey before breakfast. So I'm going to wrap things up until next time. Are you going to say bye? I just said bye. Oh.